Have you ever wondered how a song is made? How it starts? What happens during the recording process? How does an idea become that beautiful three-minute thing you hear on the radio? My name is Emmeline, and in Journey of a Song, I take you on a tour of a musician's creative process, from the very first notes to the final, fully produced progression. As a singer-songwriter and an independent recording artist, I am intimately familiar with the magic of music creation, but I also know that each song has its own sacred story. Each week, I'll be talking to a different songwriter as they pull back the curtain on a favorite composition, beginning with the acoustic version of the song and ending with the final recorded product. In between, you'll hear a conversation about the inspiration behind the song, the decisions made in the recording booth, and the many ways in which music reflects and informs our emotions and our lives. Welcome back to Journey of a Song. I'm your host, Emmeline, and I'm so excited for today's episode because we have with us the phenomenal Melissa Gill Klein of Melissa Gill Klein and The Morning Dew. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. I am so excited that you're here. And I'm really excited because we're delving into a very personal single for you called Home. That's right. It's the most recent single off our upcoming album. And I'm really excited about it. And we're going to let our audience hear the acoustic version of that right now. Watch me build. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. I love this sentiment of as we walk each other home. Um, I think that, you know, we've we've been in a time where a lot of us have felt really isolated. And this song really talks about community and the desire for that, or at least it seems to to me. Can you share a little bit about where it came from and a little bit about how that search for home manifests for you? For sure. Yeah. Well, I wrote this song uh, during the pandemic and um, yeah, it definitely was during a time where I was feeling just that sense of isolation. And and so the the chorus features a quote from uh, Ram Das. I don't know if if you all are familiar, audience and Emeline, with Ram Das, but he's a spiritual teacher from the 60s, 70s. And uh, he wrote a pretty popular book called Be Here Now. It has all sorts of drawings and quotes. And and so that's his, his quote. We're all walking each other home. Mm. And uh, I wrote it around the time he passed away. And so it kind of just came to me like, like a download. I feel like certain songs... I'm grappling with certain emotions or certain themes and other songs. It's kind of like, I did have some, some intentions and some themes I can share. And the song kind of came, came to me with all the parts kind of intact and there wasn't too much like rewriting or editing. It was just kind of like a flow. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, 
I love that you highlight that the songwriting process happens differently each time. That's something that we talk about a lot on the show. And it sounds like for you, this was one of those songs that just kind of organically came. Yes, yes, it did. And it came from a feeling of joy and expansion, like you mentioned, looking for community, looking for a sense of home. And I have a lot of songs, of course, like um, a lot of us musicians, like heartbreak songs or songs grappling with heavier emotions. And so it felt good to have to have a song with kind of an uplifting feeling to it. And I think that's just where I'm at in life. I'm wanting to cultivate and explore kind of the magic and the inspiration on the light side of things. I think we have like some cultural messaging around like artists being like um, these tortured souls and, and like all this excitement and mystery being more in like the darkness and scary. But I think the light side of things also has that mystery and that magic and that pull to it and and so I've been writing and exploring in that vein recently. <laughs> That's really neat. So so it sounds like this song was sort of where did this fall on that journey in the light was it sort of the beginning of that and that's kind of how the album has manifested or was this kind of halfway through that journey what inspired you to go on that journey and where did the song fall? It's a really good question. Um, my my first full length studio album, Crystalline Charm, has quite a bit of light and dark in it. It really features kind of those breakup songs or heavier heavier side of things exploration, and it has the light. I wrote a song called um, Hey White Moon, and I feel like that song was kind of a, a turning point. Not that I'm never going to explore songs on the heavier side. I actually wrote one recently but I do feel like this song in particular is is about finding that that sense of inner freedom and that sense of being home in ourselves and in harmony with community with people with mother earth and that's the that's the journey that I'm personally on right now so this song and and the album is reflective of that for sure yeah that's beautiful Sometimes we feel social pressure to only deal with complex things or to only deal mm -hmm. with the stuff that's a little bit dark or to delve more deeply into the mysterious side of our souls. But I think yeah. you know, there is complexity in the light. And I think we all saw that in isolation, that sometimes exploring the light doesn't mean just allowing the light to fall on you, but you do have to go searching for it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I really love Ram Das and his book, Be Here Now. And I feel like there is there is a lot to explore in ourselves and finding that alignment with with our higher selves right in a positive vibration so was he someone you had explored a lot before his death or was he someone who you discovered only around the time of his death yeah he he was someone that I've read a few of his books and especially be here now and just like meditated and he'd been around but I was kind of surprised when that lyric kind of popped in and around the time of his death and stuff I guess he impacted me and my generation more than I had even realized. So it felt good to have a song that kind of celebrated him. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's funny how the things that we encounter, especially in a spiritual sense, or the things that we encounter in an intellectual sense tend to rise to the surface when we need them the most. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. If, I think he has a big legacy and I feel that that legacy will grow in, in popular awareness as, as time goes on. And 
yeah, I think it's important to have those kind of like guiding lights too out there. Authors, musicians, people who put these messages into their music. So in my own humble way, I'm, I'm glad to disseminate the message of, of we're all walking each other home, right? Like we're all on some kind of journey and trying to find ourselves, improve ourselves and, and the world. And yeah, so I was glad to speak to it with the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. like this was also kind of a personal journey for you. Um, you're a touring musician. Uh-huh. And actually, can you share a little bit about your background for listeners who may not be familiar? Yeah, sure. I'm really glad to be connecting with all the people out there. I am, yeah, I'm a touring musician. My I went on my first um, full band tour last summer. We're planning to go on another one this summer. And I tend to travel a lot. Right now I'm in Colombia, which is super cool. I was in Mexico for a little while and um, kind of exploring different musical influences. My husband's from Colombia, so we're here with family and I'm excited to be learning different rhythms and being exposed to so much culture. It's, it's super rich. Yeah, I'm originally from New York. I've spent the last eight, almost nine years in Austin, Texas. And so that's how I got connected with Emily, with the Dallas Music Network. And yeah, I played the banjo and um, I could ramble on and on. Do you want me to keep going, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> always I always want you to keep I I do want to you mentioned that you in your travels um tend to be sort of a musical sponge right that you're soaking up these influences and that comes out in your music and for anybody who has heard crystalline charm there are a lot of worldly sounds in there you've done a really nice job of weaving together sort of non-traditional sounds or non-western sounds that thank you yeah, that really inform the music and that settle nicely into the whole of what you've created. And I feel like home is another place where you've done that. Um, and I, I think that that's an especially interesting production element of home is that you do have all of these sounds that don't necessarily always traditionally go together. And you mentioned that it's not at, offline. We were talking about how this isn't necessarily a quote unquote traditional single because it's a little on the longer yeah. side. Yeah, thank you. I have a, a single coming out in the next few months called Worth that is more like, I guess, traditional, like radio friendly formatted. And I wanted to release this this song first because I feel like it really captures the essence and the heart and the core of, of the album and the music and kind of where we're at. And there are a lot of world music influences on in the song, in the on the album as a whole. And yeah, I'm proud of that. I definitely listen to a lot of music from all over the world and and try to let it in because there's such there's such a richness to to world music. And and I remember at first when I started to to listen to music, one of my best friends, Jen, she played um, a lot of Brazilian music for me, and I was like, it was hard to connect at first just because it's another language. There's uh, such different formatting of the songs, the the content of the lyrics. There there can be right now, but a lot of a lot of um, differences, time signatures. Um, but now after a few years of just, I listen to to music from Brazil a lot, from Mexico, from all over, and yeah, I feel it influencing me and in, in the way it manifests in the music and the rhythms. I think you'll hear that in of the produced version of the song and the album. And there's a richness to it. Is that an intentional choice that you make or is that something that you feel happens organically? 
that just as you absorb these things, they kind of come out of you? I think it's both. I've been in, in a bit of a journey learning intentionally some covers of songs in Spanish, songs in Portuguese. And so there's some effort in that and in, in kind of getting the rhythms in my hands and in my body. But yeah, some of it is just kind of what I'm drawn to. And and yeah, I am kind of an empath sponge. So for music, for lots of things. <laughs> I was going to say, but you, you have to be spiritually in tune, first of all, as an artist. I think that that's something that we sometimes sometimes have conflict around, but ultimately have to embody because we are sort of acting as a social mirror often. We're showing people, you know, the emotions that we feel, the emotions that we see, the emotions around which we navigate. And, totally. and I think that that, it sounds like that's something that you feel pretty deeply yeah I've always been kind of like a spiritually minded person I didn't really grow up around too much like religion or spirituality but it's just kind of in me and it's like well what does that mean and I think it does mean just kind of being in tune to the world beyond what we see with our eyes and like you mentioned all musicians we do kind of or most musicians have that kind of almost like sixth sense sensibility and, and sensitivity and like being a sensitive person, you notice emotions and and subtleties and body language and things that like not maybe not everybody is totally tuned into. And so, yeah, it has its it's like a gift. And and a lot of musicians and artists, I feel like we have that that kind of leaning that bent of personality. And yeah, it's it can be challenging sometimes too, like in the world to be a sensitive kind of person who's who's so connected to the emotional realm. But it's beautiful. And, and music is such a divine thing. I mean, it's a mystery. And especially for me, like sometimes I really do feel like the songs exist and they come from somewhere or there's they're just this medium or this way that that we can put into words and into the world and share these ineffable feelings and intuitions and senses that we have about the, the great mystery, the great unknown. <laughs> that. So it's like you really see yourself as a conduit then. Yeah, yeah, like a channel, a conduit of of that music. And yeah, I think it's something that we can all tune into, no matter what kind of personality or person you are, too. Like especially going to nature and connecting with the beauty and yeah, we can we can channel it in our in our thoughts, in our beings and I think we're all kind of channeled on some level, but uh, like it can be very um, un unconscious, I guess. We're influenced by what's around us. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and I think I think it's harder to avoid that in times of heightened emotion, whether it's positive or negative, right? Um, okay. In moments of positivity, I think, you know, when there's this collective joy, as I would imagine that you and your husband are sort of experiencing being reunited with family in Colombia and having the opportunity to soak up time together there for the holiday season, you know, you, you are not only surrounded by that joy, but you get to experience it. And then you sort of want to find a way to share that. Totally. Yeah. I started writing a song. I've been speaking a lot of Spanish. I'm not like a hundred percent fluent. I'm in the process, but I started writing a song that has like some English and Spanish 
mixed together and it's it's definitely like a love a love song positive <laughs> i'm excited about it <laughs> well in a way to weave cultures together and i i want to go back and highlight that you mentioned that you didn't necessarily grow up in a religious household um or that you didn't necessarily grow up in a a place that was deeply infused with spirituality, but that you felt like you were always deeply infused with spirituality. And that was something that you sort of sought for yourself. And you discuss in home. I mean, the first line is don't steal my thunder, right? Which is really impactful. <laughs> can you talk a little bit of, to our other creative listeners about what that seeking journey has been like for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, my family is... Um, not very religious right so i didn't grow up around that too much but i remember being just a younger person and always feeling connected to like this sense of like that there were spirits or there was things that was was beyond what i could see with my eyes and um yeah the world my my family people didn't really like validate that for me but i always seemed to find some kind of like friends or people who kind of were on that wavelength so it kind of became this kind of in, inner world that I experienced and explored through creative writing and poetry and 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 music and art and that was a way that my family and, and the world did kind of like validate that inner experience of mine but yeah it was yeah I guess spirituality and art and creativity have always been closely woven together I think when I was in middle school, I started meditating. And so um, meditation kind of became uh, a, a way that I explored myself and, and my spirituality. And um, yeah, there's a, like a few milestones on my journey, like um, experimenting in, in university times. And then after that, I went to... Um, Hawaii with my friends and that's where I discovered the banjo and so I had I met a lot of people there and a lot of spiritual people and had a lot of spiritual awakenings and insights and so yeah it's kind of been a progressive journey it's certain authors like Ram Dass have influenced me Sufi writers and mm. poets like Rumi, Hafiz, Khalil Gibran those had a huge impact on me. Yeah and you I love that you highlight all of these musicians and artists, like, I think something that strikes me a lot about Rumi's poetry is it seems very simple on the surface, but the simplicity of it is what speaks so deeply to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very universal. Well, and that concept of be here now is something else that we, we think is a really obvious concept. Like, of course we should be present. Of course that's important. But I guess things that we view as common knowledge aren't always easy to embody. And sometimes those are the things that slip by us most frequently, just because they should be obvious. Totally. Yeah. I feel like when I started out more in my spiritual journey, it was like um, that concept of like be here now was not so like um, mainstream. There was definitely a lot of people like exploring that in yoga had come to the United States and things, but at least like in the in the culture in general in the United States, there was not like um this this concept of be here now as much as there is now, which is amazing. I'm so glad that like more people are thinking about these things and and um yeah, it's kind of like um I know like Eckhart Tolle's book, um, The Power of Now, and it's like on Oprah's list and it's just in the in the general consciousness, right? Like be here now and what does that mean and it's kind of like a whole science of 
of exploring how to be in the moment and be connected to ourselves and hold space for all of our human experience and our emotions, right, without spiritually bypassing. And um, yeah, there's, this is like a whole huge topic. I'm glad you brought it up. And there's definitely so much, there's a lot of parallels within, within the song and different concepts and things that I'm personally exploring and a lot of us are exploring. But I feel like that is something that strikes me about your music and especially about home is that kind of push and pull between what we know, what we're tempted to do, and then what we allow ourselves to be swayed or swept away by. Uh-huh. Can you tell, tell me more? <laughs> I would be happy to tell you more. So it strikes me, I do want to highlight like meditation is a difficult concept for a lot of adults, but you started mm-hmm. in middle school. Yeah, I was reading, they had, they had assigned us that book by Herman Hesse Siddhartha. And I was like, Oh, meditation, like, and so I just started meditating. I was like, how do you do that? Yeah, it must have been like, I I think it must have been in me somehow already like that, that concept or in my soul, like, okay, this is how you meditate, like, you get still you observe, I think a lot of people sit down to meditate, or they learn about it, or hear about it. And it's like, I can't meditate, because my mind is crazy. And and, and I just can't do it. And, and I think when we sit down to meditate, it's, it can be really uncomfortable, because we're just like, we've taken away all of the things around us that distract us or we use to regulate ourselves to feel balanced and it's just like you're just sitting there and breathing and and so our discomforts our pains our crazy mind can be there but the thing about meditation is like that's normal it's supposed to be like that but the more I mean there's many kinds of meditations but like the simplest one that I know of just focusing on the breath like and observing ourselves and the more we sit there and focus on the breath and observe ourselves if we can meditate for 20 minutes for a half hour for an hour we see our mind go through all these waves and all that discomfort and pain can transform and we can start to feel that peace and that connection with ourselves or with the great mystery and that's where the the juiciness and the goodness and the and the benefits lie and if we can kind of get through the initial like ah I'm human and like I'm crazy and everything's weird (laughs) yeah for sure um I love it. Yeah, I love that you talk about that. And I love so what you're what you're articulating for our listeners who may not be super familiar with the concepts of meditation is this concept <laughs> of mindfulness, right? This idea that we can become observers of ourselves and that we can sort of step back out of the depth of our emotions, whether they're super positive or super negative or just loud. And totally. you know, give them a name maybe or just sort of recognize that they exist and acknowledge them and validate their existence and then not necessarily allow ourselves to drown in them. And I think what I hear, especially in home, but through a lot of crystalline charm is that sort of sense that, you know, you have that ethereal sound of the banjo that has its little tinny echoes and it has this sense of underlying calm that to me is very indicative of that mindfulness state where you're observing these things and you're naming these things and allowing yourself to recognize and validate these things Mm -hmm. and saying to yourself, like, I believe that this is real, but that you're not allowing yourself to sort of dwell or get stuck. Yes. Yeah. There's lyrics in the song too. Like, let me feel these colors, my blue, my black, my gray. 
and just like allowing yeah like you said allowing all of the feelings to be there and validating them and it's it's really important to allow for myself right and for i believe for all of us to feel all the depths of our emotions and all the the ins and outs of who we are and be able to witness that yeah is that part of the search for home for you is that kind of search of a spiritual safe space where you can be allowed to hold all of those things totally yeah i feel like this song and kind of where i'm at is is an exploration of like the inner that inner home like that inner peace and also externally like there are some lyrics in the song that kind of reference i guess themes of capitalism that was kind of part of my inspiration like we are influenced by like um being sold these these things that are promised to give us a sense of value or a sense of peace but it's really superficial it's like don't sell me sadness or don't force feed me platitudes like those things that were sold or that we buy into sometimes won't really lead to that sense of peace and yeah I see it in the society around us and even in my own self like looking for a sense of like value or a feeling of like being cool or in or, or worthy and how that can be it's so superficial and, and I notice it in in the world of music and in with music that I hear sometimes and I and I respect the musicality of it but I don't always vibe because I feel like there's like a a surface level some sometimes of just like wanting to fit in or this is the latest trend and and I feel like yeah I have this struggle sometimes with my music and with myself where I don't always resonate or want to let go with the trend or what's like cool or what's like gonna be on the radio right now because I just want to do what's true for my for my soul and my artistic expression but I think that that's such an important gift to give listeners is you know not only the truest expression of you but I think indirectly when you give that when you allow yourself to vibe on your wavelength and not necessarily on everybody else's or when rather than trying to shove yourself into what you believe is going to be the most marketable box you step back and say okay well what I really need in this moment from my art is space for complex emotion or space to sort of sit above the complex emotion or space to find my breath and just be present. When you allow yourself to lean into those feelings that are deep and true within you, you indirectly give the audience permission to do the same thing. Yeah, it's kind of like that place where we all are are connected and well and that's that's what I heard in this. You know, I was I was very curious to hear your sort of how you had come to the creation of all of these lyrics because <laughs> I, I hear this sort of struggle spiritually with what is versus what you wish was. And then this belief that we are all connected, that home can be everywhere. Oh, it is. We have to sort of guide ourselves and guide each other toward that because it is so easy to get distracted by everything that drags us away from that feeling of unity. Totally. Unity is very, is, I'm glad you brought up that word because that's just something that's really important to me and harmony and just, especially in these times, there's a lot of polarization and during the pandemic and everything. So finding that unity, finding those places where we're connected and yeah, lots of good things that, that you just shared. 
I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that art gives anybody. But like, that's one of the most beautiful gifts that we give ourselves as artists is permission to, to yearn for that unity and permission to create a safe space for it. And then when we put that out into the world, hopefully what we give other people is an invitation to it. Totally. Yes. Yeah. I think that that is just super important. Right. And especially as an artist and a musician and like the musical community, I try to bring that to, to my community too in Austin and wherever I go, like respect for people's different music, like their different musical inclinations and just collaborating. I love collaborating and I've been, I've hosted a number of open mics and I like to bring that vibe, right? Of like mutual respect and we're all different and we all have something to contribute and we're all where, wherever we're at in our journey too, right? Like whether you're totally just able to play anything on any instrument or whether you're a a beginner it doesn't necessarily reflect you know your value as a person or even a musician I mean some of the best songs are super super simple so. <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure I love that you talk about that so you mentioned at the beginning of our recording that this was a song that came through really organically for you did you write it from start to finish as is written or was there a line that came first or how did these feelings start to manifest in lyrics for you and did it come lyrics first yeah, the song, this song came lyrics and melody together. And um, I was sitting my where I was living, I was living with my friend Jacqueline, she's the cello player in my band, and she's uh, sings harmony, she has her own wonderful project called Arco Ray. And um, I was living with her and she lives on a in, in a permaculture uh it's like a permaculture garden. There's a few permaculture gardens. It's a little, um, I'm thinking in Spanish right now. I'm like, a terreno. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little um, property and she has a beautiful house and it has uh, a sauna. And so I was outside of the sauna, kind of like leaning against it in the sunshine and sitting down. And I started hearing this melody. Um, and so, yeah, I just started playing it and started writing the lyrics and I had my journal with me and so a lot of the time I don't always write this way but a lot of the time and, and this song it was like the melody coming through with the song and just like writing in my journal and then singing and then writing and singing and so it was kind of tweaked and shifted as it was coming out but then at the end there was like times where I was like no I wanted to be more about capitalism I wanted to be more about this and then and then it was like, but no, it wants to be more like spiritual and more like this. And so there was a little bit of this push and pull. And I probably wrote it over the course of a few hours just sitting there in the sunshine. And then it kind of came to a stopping point. And then later, I think maybe a month or two later, I was visiting a friend in California and sitting by the ocean and playing it and more pieces kind of came into place and but there definitely was a feeling of like this is the song and this is what it wants to be and I can't change it too much like I tried to change certain things and it was like no don't change me <laughs> it's like okay got it songs authenticity too <laughs> yes <laughs> so we find when the muse is stubborn um <laughs> 
you're like fine I guess I'll just keep it as is yeah but then I I I feel like when I sing the song and I share the song it brings me to that sense of of peace and freedom that it's kind of talking about and that feels it feels really good to sing it's one of my favorite songs to share recently that's beautiful (laughs) so it sounds like you are able to by performing it sort of give yourself a spiritual home in it yeah, there's something magical about sharing live music and and singing where I feel like it does from myself really connect me to to the spirit and this this medium that it feels very liberating. And yeah, I'm also a voice coach, so I do vocal lessons and um whenever I am assisting people in in singing and finding their voice, I feel happy to get to share that or help them cultivate that gift of being like I can sing because singing is so fun. (laughs) Well, and, and also as a vocal coach, singing is this beautiful thing where, you know, we're so tempted, as you mentioned, to be swayed by what is in. And as artists, especially right now in the indie space, you have to think about your own marketability, which is such a difficult and weird and can be a very toxic journey. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me, I think before I wanted to share something in my brain kind of just like turned off and went somewhere else. But I was like, this reminded me of like how, yeah, like that of wanting to fit in. It's like when we think about the world that we live in, there's so there are so many issues, right? And things under the surface like uh, racism, like not being in harmony with our environment, like all of our plastic waste and all of these just macro level issues that we just don't notice or maybe we do notice sometimes but it's just hard to hold in our consciousness all of the time so when we're trying to fit in or be marketable as a musician or anybody it's like what are we fitting into and musicians and artists are often like groundbreakers we're like creating a new paradigm a new world a new way of relating and I know for myself and this song kind of speaks to it a little bit like I want to live in a world where there's harmony and unity and peace and where we live in in harmony with mother nature and we're respecting her and right now I'm on a journey I'm in Colombia my husband and I are thinking about maybe living here part of the year I'm not sure um exactly but I do want to find some kind of way to have gardens and and just be more connected to nature and I'm nervous about being like isolated from my people and I'm gonna like if I do leave Austin I'm gonna miss my people so much and and being there and um yeah and no shade to anybody who like lives in the city and is like working and trying to make it better and I just feel like for myself I want to be closer to nature so that's kind of the, the exploration I'm in. It sounds like this song was born of that too. You mentioned it, you know, it coming in a giant piece in the sunshine and then it coming in a giant piece at the beach. Totally. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad to be it feels timely to, to be talking about this song. And we're gonna release our album in the spring and we're I'm creating a kind of a plan, a launch plan with a wonderful team of fellow musicians and artists and just supporters and and so it feels really good and yeah it's like I I live my life a lot like that and it just happens that way there's like this these parallel themes like we're launching this album and I'm looking for a home like inside outside and 
um, and also exploring different cultures and being in places and pushing my comfort zone, right? Because I've been traveling, I don't have like a routine and I'm around new people and, and family, but like, um, it's not like I'm in Austin where I'm with all my besties and everybody knows me and everyone's speaking English. I'm like, whoa, there's so much new and so much to explore. And yeah, I think I'm curious to, to, to see where I'll be at in the spring when the album's released and, um, and then going on tour, like, well, I have found my physical home by then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast is how it's hard to lie in songs as a songwriter <laughs> when we're doing our best to song, just like you mentioned it being hard to kind of push the song in a different direction, right? Cause the song uh-huh. is going to go in that direction. I think uh-huh. it's, it's hard for us to lie to ourselves in music as well, because when we're at our best as songwriters, we're allowing our subconscious to speak. You know, we're kind of removing our cognitive intellectual brain from the process and letting the raw emotion speak. And then totally. we're shaping it with the cognitive process. You know, we're making sure that like the rhyme scheme fits and that there's connection <laughs> and all of that. But what we're really doing is giving voice to our deepest desires and our our innermost thoughts and feelings. And sometimes I think what we end up doing is speaking to ourselves in the future or saying what we most need to hear. Amen, amen. (laughs) Yes, I really feel that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think that's part of the magic of being of being an artist, of being a musician, like, yeah, being in touch with that, with that flow and letting it come through and teach us and guide us to remind us of who we are when we forget. Because what I hear you saying is that you, you have found yourself on a quest for home as a destination, right? Or yes. like home as a fixed point where you know it exists and you can go and you can feel safe. But the song sort of alludes to home as a journey. That is a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, it is a journey, right? Because wherever we are, wherever we are, like we bring ourselves and yeah, and I found that true on this journey that I've been on traveling and stuff. It's like we always have a reason to feel like uncomfortable or anxious or not in our place or whatever it is. Like there's always we can always create some kind of reason. Like if we do have a house and a home and a schedule and a routine, which is like something I've been longing for, we might feel trapped or feel like, oh, if only I could get away, then I would feel free. And then it's like, yeah, it's a lot of an internal equilibrium that we that we can find and yeah I've been working on that too like be here now be where you are and enjoy the journey and it's good to feel challenged and and be out of our comfort zone too like I've been trying to appreciate the ways that that's been coming up for me and good to allow what I hear you're saying is good to allow yourself to sort of recognize that home can shift Sometimes it is in Austin with all your besties. Sometimes it yeah. is, you know, with your husband on the road. Sometimes it is in this place with family where no one speaks English. And sometimes it is out on the road with your band where, you know, the point of home is the connection you make with the audience every night. Totally. Totally. Beautifully said. <laughs> I think, yeah, thanks. I think that that's a really poignant message that you send, though. I think that was what struck me about the line as we walk each other home, because in the song, you're never there. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we walked each other home. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I, I have the lyrics of my own song up here because I was like kind of thinking before the podcast. I was like, what is this song about? It's like, I'm excited to think about it because there's a lot in there that is even mysterious to me. And I do find that sometimes when I write songs, I'm like, what is this song about? And, and I'm a painter too. And sometimes I'll paint something and I'll be like, what is this painting about? And then like, later on, I'll be like, oh, those kind of look like mountains. I'm like, and, I'm, and now I'm here and there's mountains. It kind of looks like that. Almost like there's this prophetic quality to, to art and music at times. Yeah, it is. It's that subconscious speaking, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking too. this song, like, um, there are some lyrics in there that um, I feel like did predict some things that I that I've come up against, like even the first the very first line, like, don't steal my thunder and um, nothing is certain. And just this kind of reflection on impermanence, like, um it does kind of reflect some of my journey and, and where I'm at now. And I feel like stealing my thunder a lot of the times it's like my own internal battle. And I'm sure some of art, some artist folks out there can relate to it's like, I can be my own worst enemy sometimes and just have resistance or forgetting my, the value in my art or just feeling really vulnerable, not wanting to put myself out there. But then I'm always super grateful for the opportunities to perform live or talk about my music in front of an audience or, yeah, because I feel like those are the times. It's just, just it's, it's worth it. The risk is worth it because that connection and the connection that I experience when I'm sharing music live is is worth the like sometimes the anxiety or the fear, the vulnerability that comes up beforehand because it's just really profound. It's such a pure human connection. It's like, okay, we all can relate to this. And, it's just, that's like the juice of life, that intimacy, that connection. Well, and we have this beautiful privilege as musicians where we get to create that feeling of unity. This is going to be such a silly story, but I, when I was <laughs> in high school, they had this video on MTV News of all of these Backstreet Boys fans in Japan singing the words to I Want It That Way outside of the Backstreet Boys Hotel. And none of them speak English, but they were singing in perfect English and they were all... And I have this thought of like, and I think this now every time I go to a live show and I just look around at the audience, I'm like, we all came in here from completely different points in life, from completely different places, from completely different homes. But for the 90 minutes that the show lasts, for however long a song lasts, we're all feeling the same thing at the same time. Like it doesn't matter where you came in from or where you're going or what you're struggling with or what you're feeling when you're there you're part of a greater collective experience that reminds us that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to totally. be the one navigating that journey for the audience, to be the one setting that stage and holding that space. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like this intimidating, but extraordinarily beautiful privilege. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of a moment on tour last summer when I was singing uh, my song Worth, which is coming out in the next few months and I'm excited about. And these young ladies kind of walked into into the venue and I felt like I was singing to them. And they, after the song they left, like I never got to talk to them or anything, but there was just something about them and, and the way they were looking at me and vibing with the song. And the song is a lot about 
being uh, a female in this world and just like different messages we get about our bodies and ways we're supposed to show up and be and that being connected to our worth. And I know it's really relatable to a lot of women identified folks and it just felt, it was beautiful for me. It felt, it gave me a sense of, of meaning and, and purpose and another layer just of depth as I was singing. Yeah, what a beautiful, interesting feeling to know when they walked in, like, oh, this is this is the connection that I have to make in this moment. Totally. I felt like I was singing to them. And yeah, I was just noticing like the way they carry themselves and in their dress. And yeah, it's something that as a woman, I'm always exploring too, like how to know how to show up in the world and what feels authentic to me and now being married and the ways that shifted my presentation and being an artist. It is a difficult thing to navigate social expectations and personal desires. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hard journey, but I love it. So Worth is the next single, Home is the current single. The album comes out in the spring. And I, I love that you mentioned that Worth is sort of about navigating how we show up in the world as women and how we're asked to show up in the world as women and how those things do or don't determine our worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a really poignant series of questions for us to be asking, especially right now. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that continues your spiritual journey and your sort of intellectual journey at the same time um, that asks how we find home in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a lot to what you just said. And yeah, and just thinking being being married, right? Going from being single to being in a relationship and then finding my own sense of like independence within the interdependence. And yeah, and how I show up, how I use my body, my image as a musician and as a woman and feeling comfortable in my skin, like um how much skin do I feel comfortable showing and and like what is yeah like what what just basically what is my style because I feel like my my sense of self is like shifting in ways that I don't always understand and I use like fashion and my body as like a as a palette and a way to express myself and yeah I feel like I'm just an interesting moment with all that and I'm using my music to explore to explore it thanks for sharing all of that (laughs) that's really beautiful and I love that you talk about that in the context of the first line of home right don't steal my thunder she mentioned Uh often that can be a conversation we're having with ourselves and not necessarily Uh a conversation we're having with anyone else or an outside force and I think navigating that path from single to relationship from relationship yeah trying to figure out how to I think the phrase you used was how to maintain independence and interdependence which is cool girl so much to unpack there (laughs) and I feel you it's such a difficult thing but such a beautiful thing too and how to hold like the gratitude for this interconnectedness with that like sense of Thanks. That sense of like slight resentment that we can feel sometimes when our independence is threatened. Yeah. Or that sense of like, am I showing up the way I want to show up because now I have to also show up for this other person? 
and and you know feeling that pressure of how we like you speaking to those women how you how the way you showed up on stage became a way you were showing up for them yeah yeah I like to think of beauty like there's a line in that song that's like our beauty we can't see with our eyes and I feel like our beauty we can't see with our eyes right and and there is such a thing as I don't know if there is like objective beauty but there are some things that like we find beautiful like flowers or butterflies and women are beautiful creatures and I think it's wonderful to celebrate our our beauty and also there is an element of beauty that is subjective and also that's deeper than the surface level things right there's like a beauty that's inside a beauty that we feel a beauty that we experience in nature that we can't like put our finger on so it's about having our connection be to that feeling of beauty and radiating that out and and beauty is is a virtue i think that's connected with a lot of other beautiful virtues that we can embody like however the arrangement of our bodies or features are like we can be beautiful <laughs> it doesn't matter what we look like and I think all women need that understanding and I know I do and beauty is something transcendental it's not something about our designer genes you know <laughs> I will gladly co-sign all of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and well and I mean our physical sense of beauty is so fleeting and temporal. That too. Right. Like, you know, we've both been around long enough to know that bodies change. Yes. And and that our our comfort in our body changes. And the way mm -hmm. you are, you know, you mentioned like that challenge of how much skin to show or not to show. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, another way in which our perception of ourselves, the way we feel our own beauty manifests changes over time. So yes. if we only allow our sense of beauty to be stuck in the physical. Yes. Yeah, it can be very limiting. It's limiting to who we are. And I know in the past women, like, I feel like we've made a generational shift in the United States, I guess, to having like more, I guess we have more like independence. I mean, the, the ex women have not been able to, vote have not been able to have jobs and things for like that long and so we're still on a journey I feel like collectively as women being like we are valuable and worthy and equal to men and everything like for so many reasons beyond what we look like physically and so yeah yeah and just I mean I feel like we can stop at we are worthy and realize how difficult that conversation is mm -hmm. alone yeah. but I, I think that brings me back to home because I think that 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 decision of worthiness is something that is interwoven in these lyrics too mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah it's also being like I can embrace all of who I am I don't always have to be like happy or perfect or skinny or whatever it is to be to be worthy and not stealing our own thunder like not talking ourselves out of or blocking ourselves from receiving and experiencing freedom and comfort and that feeling of being home in our skin. Yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for taking <laughs> the time to talk to us about all of these deeply spiritual things. And thank you for putting Home Out into the World. It is such a beautiful song. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear the fully produced version. Um, 
it is the first track or maybe not the first track in the album but it is the first track released of an album that comes out in the spring of the same title can you uh tell our listeners if they're thinking gosh melissa sounds amazing i have to follow melissa gail klein in the morning do where's the best place for them to find you Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me on melissagaleklein.com, um, Melissa Gale Music on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, iTunes. All my music is out under Melissa Gale Klein. And for people listening on a podcast, you just have to scroll up and click and the link will be there for you. For those of you listening on the radio, that's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Gail, G-A-I-L. Klein, K-L-E-I-N. And you can find Melissa everywhere you listen to music. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so grateful for the energy that you put out into the world. I think it's such a beautiful gift. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing your music and your thoughts on spirituality. And I can't wait to hear more of this record. Yay. Thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. And thank you, everybody who's listening out there. And yeah, stay connected. Come see us on tour this summer, too, in in New Mexico and Colorado. (laughs) Yes. So one more time for tour dates, for new music, for all of your exciting information. That's MelissaGailKlein.com. Melissa, would you like to introduce your song? Yes, this song is Home. It is the title track off our upcoming album, Home, coming out in spring 2023. Hope you love it. Nice to meet you. Much love. i
for behind-the-scenes glimpses and inside information. Follow me on Instagram at at Music. That's at E-M-M-E-L-I-N-E music. Don't forget to check out my other show, Journey of an Artist, Sundays at 5 p.m. Central on Deep Ellum Radio. Journey of a Song airs Wednesdays at noon Central Time on Deep Ellum Radio, and each episode is available as a podcast the very next day. Discover new music and hear fascinating stories with me, Emmeline, every Wednesday on Deep Ellum Radio and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to tune in next week. You won't want to miss a single minute of these inspiring conversations. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a song is worth a thousand stories.